You're tuning in to Tazi Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania each weekday at 9am and for those listening in Tasmania you can catch us again at 4.30pm each weekday as well. I'm your host Tabitha Zachariah and today or rather every Friday we have David Maxwell joining us from Launceston and um, David will be continuing with the series of programs titled The Coming King and uh, today David will be talking about history's final pages. Welcome, David. How are you? Uh, not too bad, thanks, Tabitha. Not too bad. That's good to hear. How's your week been? Very busy. Oh. Okay. Um, I hope it was busy, manageable. Yes, manageable, but yeah. very busy. Yes. Oh, uh, well, um, seems like that's the story of your life. Yeah, it does seem that way. Mm. And we pray that God keeps giving you that um, strength that you need um, to mm. keep serving Him. Absolutely. Okay, David. I think for like twenty, I've twenty six times today. We're in the twenty seventh. Um, this is our twenty seventh week since we yes. started um, the Faith FM Tazi Encounters on Faith FM. Um, mm. And you've, I believe, every week you've shared something about you, either your family or your life um, with us and we really appreciate that because I believe it's always something to learn from um, another person's experience. Um, do you have something else to share with us today? I do and as I've been sharing in this series The Coming King, uh, challenges perhaps I've had lots of challenges, I don't know um, perhaps other people have had many more, I, I see how people uh, struggle with many of the things that they face in life and so <clears throat> I, I'm just sharing a little bit of some of my challenges I think and how God helped me to overcome them. Oh sorry. Go on. No I think not many people like to share the experiences or the challenges and it's really good that you get to share yours with us. Yeah, so this next one is uh, a yet another job change. I, I haven't counted how many different jobs I've done in my life, but I guess the jack-of-all-trades master of none rings true with me. Um, but hopefully God is making me a master of something, and that's that's good. Mm. But this, uh, last, this next one is changing careers once again. I was working last I spoke in a mining or company that serviced mining companies, mm -hmm. making large mining gears I spoke about last time. Now that company... Uh, I stayed there for some time, but it wasn't the calling where I needed to be. I, I know why, looking back, I was there. But God was calling me into a different kind of work, and, and I guess he was leading and directing me back to him. And on the way, I was uh, working in this company, and I had a call from a friend who were they knew I was... Uh, uh, I enjoyed IT, working in information technology with computers and the like. Mm -hmm. I used to build computers for people, and I'd been messing around with computers for a long time in my life. So they called me up, and they had had somebody not able to start work. They'd called them the day before they had to start work, and they said, sorry, I can't come. And they had a two-week project that they needed some help with. He called me up and said, look, is there any way you can come and help? And I was able to take some leave and go and help. Mm -hmm. And then they asked me to come and work for them. They were happy with the work. And 
to me that was a big it was a big step into contract work <clears throat> i'd never done contract work before and i i had to make that a matter of prayer uh, to see if that's where god wanted me to go when he opened the door made it possible and within a few weeks i was working full time in the information technology industry and then um before i'd even finished my programming course i was still doing that at the time God opened another job that really, I guess, opened the next chapter of my life and I moved into it full-time for a company for a period of about 14 years. And during that time, I had lots and lots of challenges and I'm not going to share them now. <laughs> I'm going to share them in the coming weeks. Uh, as as looking back, I saw, I see how God had been closing the different doors in my career and pointing me towards a particular direction mm. but we'll share more of that in the future for me for me it's just really important to follow god's direction in your life mm, for sure and uh, you'll never know what god has in store for us or what he's trying to teach you um mm. Mm. Thank you for sharing your story with us. And um, just remind our listeners of our show number. It's 0488-880-8910-488-880-891. Um, you can text us any questions, any comments, any feedback. We'd like to hear from you. And you can also catch up on previous episodes, um, what David shared last week and um, the previous other previous episodes from the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website. Um, David... Um, did you want to give a brief recap of last recap. week? Yep. Yes, I can. So last week we looked at the physical, political and social and spiritual signs that Jesus said would be happening just before his return. You know, we looked at all of those things we see happening together in our day. And Jesus said, when you see all these things happening, look up for your redemption draws nigh, you know. And so, in other words, his return is very, very, very close. We see all of those hap things happening today. So we know we're very, very close. But today we're going to look at the final signs that still remain to be fulfilled. We'll look at some of the things that have uh, been fulfilled and the things that are yet to be fulfilled to help locate us in the book of Revelation to, to, to see where we are in the world's history. But first we'll read uh, Revelation 10, 17, uh, sorry, 12, 7, 10. let me start again. Revelation 12, 10 to 17. Mm -hmm. um, but first, maybe if you could have a prayer for us today, um, Tabitha. Sure, um, let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this beautiful day. Um, we thank you that we're able to have this program. And we thank you for David and for giving him strength and energy to um, be able to do this and I pray that you be guide him um, as he shares your word may your spirit move in me speak through you and that the message that he um, projects to us may we receive it um, gladly and may we act upon it um, guide us throughout this day in Jesus name I pray Amen Amen. Thanks Tabitha what a great prayer <laughs> No. So, um, Revelation twelve ten to 17, there's a specific portion here that talks about where we are. Mm -hmm. Would you like to read that through for us, please, Tabitha? New King James Version. Sure. Um, then I heard 
a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to death. To the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Um, now when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. But the woman was given two wings of a great ego, and she might that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the presence of the serpent. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the the earth helped the woman and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. And the dragon was enraged with the woman and he went to make the to make war with the rest of her offspring who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Thanks, Tabitha. This is a really important part of Revelation because it it, it focuses us in history. It actually shows where we are. This, This time period goes from Christ's death on the cross. He was talking about the blood of the Lamb and takes us right through to our day where Satan is attacking the small group of people that are obedient to God in the world. And and this is what we're going to look at today. Now, I don't know if you've ever picked up a book to read, Tabitha, and mm-hmm. wanted to know how it was going to end. Do you, do you turn to the back page and read the last chapter? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, sometimes. You do? Oh, <laughs> terrible. That's terrible. Some people but do. But not at the start. Maybe to add some points when I'm right. midway or, yeah. As you're going through yeah. it, yes, yes. Look, a lot of people do that because they want to see how it ends. Other people say, don't ever do that. It ruins the story, you know, and, and, and uh, it spoils the journey. The journey is reading the story and going through the book. But in the Bible, we have the whole story of God's actions in the world to restore us to our rightful place in heaven. And we know how it ends because many people have read Revelation, you know, the last couple of chapters. We've looked at where we are in history, but today we're going to look at what remains to be fulfilled in history's pages. And as we see some of this unfolding, as we see some of it unfolding even today, we're going to be able to locate us in in uh, in Revelation and what's going on. Mm, I look forward to that. Um, do you have a listener question? Oh, I do, I do. The listener question today should be, how do you feel when you realise how close you are to a very special event, you know, like a holiday or a wedding or something like that? Do you get more excited or less excited? I want to know what our listeners feel when they get close to those events. Text us your responses um, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. Um, we'd like to hear from you. Uh, we're going to listen to this song "Let There Be" by Carly Fletcher. When God looked on eternity, He saw you and He saw me, and He said. It's worth the risk 
Welcome back to Taz Encounters, and that was Let There Be by Carly Fletcher. And uh, you're listening to Taz Encounters with um, David Maxwell um, talking about history's final pages. And we also have a free offer. It's a book offer that we'll give you today. Um, it's called Decoding the Mark of the Beast, and uh, that's by Steve Wolberg. 
We'll give you more information about that book later on. Um, so, David, as we're looking at this new series called um, The Coming King and today's presentation, History's Final Pages, um, before we went for a break, you talked about reading the last page of our story and wanting to know how it ends. Um, so can you elaborate a bit how that relates to The Coming King? Yes. Uh, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Do you remember when we were back in our very early stages we, of this, this, these presentations, we talked about that uh, image of Daniel, and a number of our presenters have talked about that image of Daniel. And you had the success of kingdoms, and then you had the stone hitting the, the feet of the statue right down in the toes. And we saw that we were in those toes today, and the next thing is the stone that comes that stone is the coming king and that's how it relates so as i said before the break knowing how a story ends is one thing mm-hmm. but seeing the very little that remains to be fulfilled that we're we're in that final chapter and we're turning those pages that are going to close the book um, this may help many people to realize how close we really are to the king's return Still, there's some very important and crucial events still to occur in this Earth's history. If you'll remember from Program Mm 4, we looked briefly at the reason for all the sin and suffering that we see around us. You'll remember that it wasn't God, but rather it was Satan, this great fallen angel. Now, we sometimes underestimate his power. He was a great, great angel. We can't stand against him without the power of God. And he's the one that's responsible for all the bad that we see. And so we're going to dig a little bit deeper into that conflict in our next program. But in some battles, um, that's battles on earth in history, we can see that sometimes a general will give a little ground if it means, like in a particular battle, if it means gaining the overall advantage uh, in the whole war. It's called losing the battle to win the war. Mm Mm-hmm. You've probably heard that before. One example of that was the Battle of France in World War II. In 1940, Mm -hmm. Nazi Germany invaded France, and it conquered it in a very short space of time. You can read that in history. Paris falls. France is divided into a, a number of sections, the occupied zone and the free zone, known as Vichy France. Now, Charles de Gaulle is known for saying... France has lost the battle, but she's not lost the war. Mm -hmm. And what he meant by that was, despite being taken over, many of the French colonies refused to align with Vichy France, and they formed a free France. And if you know anything from uh, World War II history, you'll know that the French resistance fighters were continually giving the Nazis a hard time. They would blow up bridges, they would derail trains, um, they would have this resistance attacks on the Germans, sometimes on the ammunition dumps and other sorts of things that disrupted their war effort in France. So true, true to Charles de Gaulle's word, France was liberated in 1944. And it was counted as a victor, part of the victory of the Allies in uh, World War II, despite being beaten really, really badly uh, just a few years earlier. So they lost the battle in 1944, but they won the overall war. Now, almost 2,000 years ago, as we read already this morning, another battle was fought and seemingly lost as Jesus dies on the cross, you know. Mm -hmm. Satan comes along and he has this victory 
And I wonder what must have been going through his mind as he sees Jesus dying on the cross and he thinks, I've won, I've done it, I've defeated my enemy. And I guess the rest of the created universe that he's watching on the angels, uh, the, the, the inhabitants of heaven, must have been extremely sad at this event. But as Jesus rises from the dead and breaks the shackles of the tomb, his victory, Satan's victory, is very, very short-lived. Mm. Um, it was an empty victory, if you like, because when Jesus died and resurrected, he died for us, to redeem us to God. And the very act that Satan thought clenched his victory actually was his undoing. And in this final battle, this final conflict that's about to happen, there is another final battle that's about to happen. It's a spiritual battle, and in this battle, once it begins, there's no changing sides. There's no second chances. Before this final conflict, there's one more battle that's almost upon us, almost upon us, and we're able right now, we're still able, we still have time, although it's running out, to prepare and those on each side of this final conflict are described in revelation as either sealed or marked and we'll hear more about that after the break so um, david it sounds like the time is quickly running out to do this preparing or this preparation yeah you're right you're right tabitha we're going to go early to a break this time but uh, we've got a big section next um but when we come back after the break i'd like to look at specifically what it means to be sealed and what it means to be marked because you will be one or the other there's no sitting on the fence with this final conflict and it's very very important so we hope you all tune back in after the break Mm. and i'll let you announce the song we're going to have Okay, um, just to remind our listeners again, text is how, share with us your experience, how you feel when you're getting closer to a special event, if it's a wedding, if it's a holiday. Um, David, I'm planning to go to Perth to see a friend of mine, and I'm trying oh, not great. to think about it because <laughs> you don't want to be I'll be distracted. No, not disappointed, mm. but I won't really focus on my job. Properly. Yeah, I understand. I'll be doing all the planning, but just share with us. Um, on zero four double eight double eight how you feel when you're getting closer to a special event. Um, this next song is War No More by Malvinas. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna lay down my burden Down by the riverside Down by the riverside down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my burden Down by the riverside Ain't gonna study He no more burden down by the riverside down by the riverside down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my burdens down by the riverside ain't gonna study war no more well I ain't gonna study war no more I ain't gonna study 
nobody won't no more Ain't gonna study won't no more I ain't gonna study won't no more Ain't gonna study won't no more Ain't gonna study Welcome back to Tales Encounters, and that was more, no more by Malvinas. And um, you're listening to David Maxwell. And um, I still we're still waiting to hear from our listeners how, like, the experience when they're getting closer to a special event, or be it a holiday, be it a wedding. Um, yeah, how do you get more excited, or do you get less excited? Um, share with us your experience. We'd like to hear from you. Um. So, David, as we're looking today at what remains in prophecy um, that is yet to be fulfilled, and you were speaking uh, before we went for a break, you talked about a final conflict. Um, so what can you tell us about the mark and the seal that you mentioned? Yeah, thanks, Tabitha. So before the break, I was describing how um, there's a final con- conflict coming that's going to end all conflicts. However, before this happens, we've got to choose which side we want to be on. Once we choose... We'll either be marked or sealed, or sealed or marked, whichever way you'd like. But but it shows which side we're on. So I'd like to just explain what that means, being sealed or being marked. So firstly, I'll look at what it means to be sealed. So this seal is something that happens first in every person's life. I'd like to read this in Ephesians chapter 1, 13 to 14. And it says here, I'm reading from the New King James. 
In him you also trusted, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Every person, if they want to be sealed in the last conflict, needs to experience this sealing first. This sealing is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It it changes who you are and it identifies which side of the conflict that you're going to be on. So to be on God's side, you need to have this seal. You need the Holy Spirit in your life. You'll remember Jesus talked about ten virgins. That's ten pure churches, but only five were ready. Mm. So although they had all the information, they were following God as best they knew, they didn't have the infilling correctly of the Holy Spirit. So we've got to, got to have that first. So what's, uh, let me go back to Revelation again. Let me read seven, chapter 7, 2 and 3. And in chapter 7, 2 and 3, we see this final sealing where God says, right, these are the people who are sealed for me. In verse 2, then I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea, saying, do not harm the earth, the sea or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our God in their foreheads. So this sealing is a specific conclusion, if you like, and in a moment when we look at the sign, we'll also, sorry, the, the, the mark, we'll see uh, what that seal specifically is in your forehead. Is it a stamp that, you know, God puts a stamp on your head and everyone can look and see it? We'll see. We'll see in a moment. So a seal is a sign of ownership or belonging. So if it's a seal of God. Mm. What is this seal of God? Well, old document seals used to contain the name the jurisdiction and the authority of the one who owned the seal. Mm. This is also true of the seal of God. In chapter 14 and verse 1, we have a seal. Let me read that. And I looked, and behold, Mm -hmm. a lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him 144,000 having his father's name written on their foreheads. So this is the seal of God. In verse 6, it says, And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. So here in this verse, and verse 7 as well, Fear God, give glory to him. The hour of his judgment has come. Worship him who made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and the springs of water. In this seal, we have the name, of the owner of the seal, which is God. We have the jurisdiction, which is heaven and earth, and we have his authority, or his title, creator. So those identified as faithful to God have two identifying characteristics. And when we go to uh, Revelation 14 and 12, we see that these are people who keep the commandments of God Mm. and they keep the faith of Jesus. Mm. And in the commandments of God, there's one particular commandment that talks about these or is related to the same components of a seal that we just read in Revelation. I'm going to go back to Exodus chapter 20, um, and if you want to write these down and follow them later, you're welcome to. In Revelation 
chapter, uh, sorry, in um, Exodus chapter 20 and verse 10, the first part of verse 10, we have these components. The seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God, but in it you shall do no work. You, nor your son, your daughter, anyone in your family, it's talking about even the animals within your gate. And here in verse 11, it also says, For in six days the Lord, there's his title, made what's his jurisdiction? The heaven and the earth, the sea and all that's in them. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he hallowed it. So here we have in this commandment, we, it's the commandment that talks about um, uh, an ownership, if you like. So God's name is here, Yahweh Elohim. We have his jurisdiction, earth and heaven, and we have his authority is creator. So in Revelation, this angel is drawing people's minds back to God's commandments. And those who are faithful, those who are sealed by God, have actually decided in their mind to obey God faithfully. They're not saved by being um, by, by making that decision. Mm-hmm. They are saved by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. But because they've made that decision, God sees in their mind, they are firm in their decision, and he seals them. So that's, that's the seal of God. On the other side, we find those who are marked. Now, the identifying mark of those on that side is called the mark of the beast. And it's uh, it's a flip side, if you like, to the seal of God. So let's just remind you, who is the beast? Now, remember, we talked about this, and we will look at it a little bit more in, in, in two episodes' time. But this beast that we talked about in Revelation is the medieval Roman church. We looked at all the identifiers of the medieval Roman church. But this beast in Revelation 13 is the reinvigorated if you like the revived beast in the last days so it's got to be something spiritual and political uh, that that relates to the same beast that we saw in the medieval roman church so the mark shows something that is of authority and it's also linked to worship now let me read a quote from the Catholic Record, September 1, 1923. Sunday, first day, is our mark of authority. The Church is above the Bible and this transference of Sabbath observance is proof of that fact. So this is what the Catholic Church says is their mark of authority. The fact that they could change the worship day that God instituted in the Bible from Saturday to Sunday. Now, I'm not criticising a faith. I'm not criticising people. I'm recording history. This is what history tells us. And the Bible makes it clear of the events that will happen at the end of time. Mm-hmm. So how is, how is this mark of authority received? Well, in Revelation 13, it's received in two ways. Revelation 13 and verse 16, let me read this. It says, um, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast. So this is the land beast. We just talked about the sea beast. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence and causes the earth and all those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. And it talks about receiving the mark 
in the head or on the foreheads. And this is in verse 16. He causes all small and great, rich and poor, free and slave to receive the mark on their right hand or on their foreheads. Now, we talked about the seal of God being received in your forehead. It can only be received in your forehead. It's a, it's a, a mental assent to obeying God faithfully. God sees who it is that has agreed in their mind to follow him faithfully, and they are sealed because in their mind, that's what's behind our forehead, is our, is our frontal um, cortex, and that is where our moral decisions are made. Here, the mark of the beast can be received like that, Mentally, I agree this is right. Or it can be received conveniently. Let's let's just take an example. Now, please, listeners, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I'm just using an example. Now, if you know, let's say you know the vaccine is wrong and you say, I'm not going to take it, that's a decision in your mind. Mm. If you say... I'm pretty sure it's not right, but I can't go to Queensland without it, Mm -hmm. so I'll get it, even though I don't agree with it. That's accepting it in your hand. That's saying it's it's a type of acceptance of convenience. The same thing is true of the mark of the beast. You can accept this knowledgeably in your mind, or you can say, I'll go along with it because I don't want the consequences of not having it. So you can receive it in your forehead or in your hand, knowledgeably or conveniently. Who receives the mark? In Revelation thirteen sixteen, it says, all the world, all the world. So many people have asked, so when, when is this going to happen? When is the mark of the beast? Are we living in the time of the mark of the beast? Well, fortunately, the Bible's quite clear on this and we're running out of time. So I'm going to go pretty quick here. If you've got a pen, I want you to write the texts down and have a look at them. The Bible should be pretty clear because God says, if you receive this mark, you're lost. You need the seal of God and you only have one or the other. So this mark happens after 1798, after the 1260 years of the first beast's reign. That was uh, 538 to 1798, 1260 years, uh, dark ages. It happens after 1844. Revelation 14.7 talks about that, and we haven't got time to delve into that date, but I can tell you 1844 is a significant date. So it happens after that, has to happen after that, because after that is when God's remnant begins to emerge. After Babylon is declared as fallen, Revelation 14.8. After God's people are called out of Babylon, Revelation 18.2 and verse 4. And this is happening right now. God's people, God's true followers, are being called out of false religion right now, today. This is where we are in history. We're at the time when God is calling his true people out. He's holding back the winds of strife on our world. You can almost feel the strife is about to hit us. But God is holding it back till people make their decision. And the next thing that happens is the mark of the beast comes in. There is a period when you can choose and then there is an enforcing that happens. And this happens before time runs out for everyone. We call it the close of probation. Revelation 14.9, there's an if there, if they receive. So there's still a choice that can be made, but we need to make up our choices now. And then it's, before, it's also before... 
the last plague. So we still have the close of probation, God's grace running out. We have the last plagues and we have Jesus' return. So clearly, if the mark is not yet enforced, the last plagues have not been poured out. COVID-19 is not part of God's last plagues on the earth. It's not one of those plagues. It's a pestilence that happens in the last days, but it's not one of God's plagues, punishments. So if you'll remember, oh, I'm way out of time now. <laughs> if you'll remember from last week, we talked about the repeat and enlarge um, in prophecy. Now, this happens, and in Revelation, there are six main events lead up to the coming king. We have the seven seals, which are the actions of the gospel of through the churches down through the ages. We have God's people being sealed. We have the seven trumpets. This is the actions of uh, rebellion and persecution down through the ages. During that time, God's word is revived. We have the three angels' messages, God's mercy. This is down where we are today. And during this, this time, the, the messages being given, God's mercy being declared, during that time, the beast arises and he enforces his mark. Then we have the seven bowls, the plagues, God's last judgment on the people who've rejected him completely before he returns, and then the specific judgment of Babylon. Each one of these visions culminates in the return of Christ. They don't follow each other, but rather the visions highlight something of importance. So you've got to look at that. You've got to look at um, where the... Or what the the vision is speaking about to help you to understand what's going on. Okay, um, I think it's time to listen to our mm. next song. Uh, but before that, um, so the offer for today is this book called "Decoding the Mark of the Beast," and that is by Steve Wahlberg. And uh, well, this is an exciting new sharing book from um, Steve, and this book will help you understand what the mark is and how to avoid it and we'll give you the code to claim that book after the break um this song next song is the lamb wins by the lesser lights collective
program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That was The Lamb Wins by the Lesser Lights Collective. And you're listening to Taz Encounters with David Maxwell. And uh, before we went for a break, I promised to give you the code to get this book, um, Decoding the Mark of the Beast by St- Steve Wahlberg. Um, and the code is KING8. King number eight, no space in between. Text King eight two zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, and we'll be able to send this book to you. Um, so David, before the break, you mentioned that Revelation's visions that John records are not necessarily sequential, but rather just recorded in the order that he saw the, he saw them, and um, that carefully studying John's visions in Revelation can help us discover where we are in the prophecies and what remains to be fulfilled. Uh, would you like to explain this uh, before, as we wrap up today? Yes, thanks very much, Tabitha. And look, I recommend for our listeners to get a hold of that book, text in and get a hold of the book, because it will help explain in more depth what we've talked about today. Unfortunately, in 20 minutes, I can't unpack any, everything. I can only give you some highlights. But where, where we are today and what remains to be fulfilled, and to answer that question, where we are, we simply need to apply our current circumstances to some of these prophecies and see where they fit. Firstly, I want to ask, are governments positioning to remove our freedoms and gain the power of control to enforce whatever laws they deem necessary? Is that happening today? Uh, Absolutely. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. You just take a look around at any news report Mm -hmm. and you'll see in different countries, in different states, there is lockdowns, there is removal of freedoms. And today it's for a good reason. But one day it won't be for a good reason. Okay, so what I'm saying is they are positioning themselves to apply these things that are mentioned in Revelation 13. That's where we see it being positioned. Vaccinations and travel, this is important for the health of the country. Is there a Sunday law currently in force? No, there's not. But is it being prepared? I want I want to read something to you, and you can tell me whether you think it's being prepared. In Vatican City 2020, sorry, 2012, Pope Benedict the 16th said, Sunday, this is quote, Sunday must be a day of rest for everyone so people can be free to be with their families and with God, end quote. Nine years later, the Vatican News 2021, that's this year, March 4, this statement's uh, published. Uh, it's a joint statement published on the 4th of March this year on the occasion of the International Day for a Work-Free Sunday. The Commission of the Bishops' Conference in the EU, and it's um, got an abbreviation, we don't have to worry about that, and the European Sunday Alliance urged political leaders in Europe to protect synchronised free time in most European countries, traditionally on Sundays. It also said, by defending Sunday, one defends human freedom. In particular, the European network calls on the European Commission to align its upcoming proposal for a directive on a right to disconnect with Article 2 of the Council of Europe's social charter, which already requires a weekly rest period, which shall, as far as possible, 
coincide with the day recognised by traditional custom in the country or region concerned as a day of rest. So where are we? Where are we? There's really not a lot left to be fulfilled. We can see this positioning. And while it sounds good, the Bible says it will become a forceful declaration where if you don't worship, you'll be killed, or at least the threat will be there. Events in past history, 1260 years, the deadly wound that was even referred to that in 1798 or from 1798, and the deadly wound being healed in 1929 when Mussolini returned power to the popes. That was, that was heralded in the newspapers as the deadly wound healed. People knew what that was talking about. The whole world wandering after the beast. We see that today. Sabbath revived. 1844 onwards, we see a revival of God's Sabbath. Worship being challenged, the Saturday and Sunday issue. This is, a, this, this is not about do you worship Saturday or do you worship Sunday or do you worship Friday or Wednesday. It's who do you worship? Will you worship God and be obedient to him? Or will you worship something else? There's a call out of Babylon. That's happening right now. That's where we are. And the mark is being prepared in political jostling today. The future events in history is Babylon falling. So false religion falling and no longer having the spirit of God in it. You read Revelation 18 and it talks about that. The mark then being forced and time running out for God's mercy. Final plagues that come to show God's power and punish those who are completely rejecting him and will not change. Even showing the entire universe that it doesn't matter what God does. No one will change sides. They won't decide to follow him just because they see how powerful he is. It won't matter. They've not learned to love him. And then Jesus returned. We are at the time, we're living in the time of the sounding of the final angel's warning message of Revelation 14.9. He's calling on us to worship God in sincerity, in sincerity, and not receive the mark of the beast. Time is really, really short. The mark's not yet enforced but it will be enforced very soon in the future. You know, many children have a story uh, or a number of stories that end with happily ever after. Where do you think that came from, that idea of happily ever after? Yeah, perhaps it came from the Bible. Perhaps it came from the Bible because God has a happily ever after. He has something for us to look forward to. He has something that's not just pie in the sky, by and by, as they say. It's, it's something that we can trust that God is bringing an eternal kingdom for us. And it's an eternal kingdom without death, without sin, without suffering. But before that happens, there is this great controversy that will be fiercely contested right down to the last pages. The final pages of Earth's history have already been written. God knows how it's going to end, and we can see how it's going to end. Which side will you choose? As, as history's final pages are being turned, which side will you choose? 
Soon the book will be closed forever and a new one will be opened. Mm. Why don't you join me today preparing for the kingdom and the coming king? Indeed. Um, Amen to that. And uh, thank you, David, for that powerful sharing. And I pray that we have all been blessed with your sharing. And I just want to encourage our listeners to be able to learn more or read more about the Mark of the Beast. We encourage you to ask for this book, um, Decoding the Mark of the Beast, by Steve Wahlberg. And um, the code to claim that book is King 8. Text King 8 to 0488880891 and we'll be able to send that book to you. Uh, What do you have for us next week? Yeah, next week we're going to look more specifically at the signs that have yet to be fulfilled Mm. and the program is entitled A Final Call. I look forward to that and I hope our listeners can join us next week on man on sorry on Friday at nine AM mm. to learn more about what David has to share. Um and next week on Monday we have David Leo and uh David will be continuing with this series of programs, um, Encounters with Jesus and he will be talking about Here O Israel. Join David on Monday um, with Jason to learn more about what he has to share. Um, Thank you for joining us today. And uh, wherever you are, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. May God bless you.